Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. This contains spoilers for episode two of the final season of Succession. Warning, this episode contains some strong language. Why does everyone ask how I'm feeling? I got done a huge deal. I got the election. I got ATN. I got plenty on my plate. He's on the floor, Tom. Explain me what he's doing. He's moseying, terrifyingly moseying. It's like if Santa Claus was a hitman. We were cut out behind our backs. But there's a shape for things for us. We partner up with Sandy and Stewie with Pierce. Death wrestling ogres. Excited to get into this knife fight? Let's blow it up. I'm not authorized to let you take off. It's that. You know, in Buddhism, sometimes your greatest tormentor can also be your most perceptive teacher. Mm-hmm. Hey, Buddha, nice Tom Ford's. Yes, the Succession episode rehearsal gave us a lot. Big developments, sad meltdowns, and some of the best quotes of the entire series. Every Tuesday from now until the final of Succession, we'll be reviewing each episode after it drops on the Leader podcast. Be sure to listen to hear analysis, insight, and general fandom around one of the most talked about TV series ever. Joining me now to discuss all things Succession are... My name's Elizabeth Gregory and I'm a culture writer. I'm Martin Robinson, I'm Acting Features Director. And I'm Hamish McBain and I'm the Deputy Editor of ES Magazine. Liz, can you give us a bit of a summary of the episode then? Episode 2 kind of revolves around the Gojo deal. So this is kind of at the centre of everything. Shiv is trying to find a divorce lawyer, but gets blocked by her father, which makes her mad and makes her want to push back on the Gojo deal just to piss him off, basically. Then Stewie and Sandy also want more money from the Gojo deal. Lucas calls Kendall and tells him that they shouldn't push back on the Gojo deal. And then it kind of all culminates in this karaoke room when Logan comes to see his kids and tells them not to push back on the Gojo deal. There's obviously other things going on at the same time. Logan's spending more time at ATN and he gives this rousing speech. And at the very, very end of the show, Roman is with his dad. And there's this kind of amazing moment where it looks like he's actually going to betray his siblings and side with his dad. Yeah, so a lot happened. Martin, what did you think of this episode? I was fascinated by this one. It was it was a kind of a bit of a slow burning one, which culminated in Logan actually seeing his children again for the first 
time in ages. That's right. Yes, it's been a while, hasn't it? It was, uh, yeah, full of one-liners, really entertaining, lots of things happening. There's always, as we sort of mentioned last, last time, it's a bit of a risk of succession. You've seen the same things happening all, over again, just the same deals being talked about. But actually, there was quite a lot of new stuff in here, including perhaps my favorite aspect was uh, Connor and the way that we saw him have a moment of clarity and deep sadness and tragedy, which uh, has probably been the the most emotional and poignant moment of the entire series, maybe. Yeah, it is a rare sort of moment of emotion. Hamish, what did you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the the really interesting thing is when you get Logan playing these mind games with the the kids or the sibs because in a way he doesn't it's always Shiv, Kendall and Roman and you get a real sense of their in a way you get a sense of their backstory and the way they've grown up because they always react in the same way so when Logan starts you know messing with them Roman tends to run back to him and want his hair stroked Shiv just panics and starts just shouting re- like in a really panicked way. And Kendall thinks, I'm going to kill him. And it's, re- it's really interesting to see the way the three of them all react in these very different ways. You get a sense of their relationships that they've individually had with him rather than as a collective. And yeah, the Connor thing is uh, it's just brilliant. I mean, it's the sign of really, really good writing that you can take someone who ostensibly is... A terrible person, like in almost unspeakably privileged and entitled, and is pretty much cornering a sex worker into marrying him. And yet the writing is so good that they make you feel sorry for him, <laughs> which uh, I, I genuinely think that by the end of the episode where he got into bed with Willa and she was still there, you were kind of like, yeah, you know, you were, you were almost rooting for him to, to have a little crumb of happiness. What did we all think about the Gojo deal? Because obviously this has been going on since like season three. This has sort of seemed to be the direction that Waystar Royco was going. Did we expect this? Okay, right. Gojo deal. Here's what I think. (laughs) I don't think Logan wants it at all, right? And I think it's a kind of the, the end scene, the karaoke scene, just to go straight there. I think that was a big red herring in terms of Logan coming to his kids going, look, I'm really sorry. I apologize for some of my, my behavior. <laughs> um, I think we should just find some peace together. We'll do this deal. I'll walk away and look after ATN. You guys can go off with Pierce and have your fun there and then we can move on as a family. Like that is, at first I was watching it thinking, wow, this is really going somewhere new in succession. This is like, you know, it's supposed to be like no learning, no hugging kind of thing. But actually this is, this is a new area. But actually then I realized that's bollocks. (laughs) And actually Logan is not interested in that. That whole scene, what he's interested in is uh, Roman, getting Roman back on board. That whole display around a little bit of, emotional manipulation that's purely for Roman he's the one who who uh, Logan called up to to say that he was going to come down he's the one who reacted most to that well Roman is always the one he knows will come back he's the weak link like if you remember in the first season when uh, they were planning the first of many coups they um, Kendall had organized and he'd been to see all the members of the Waystar board and they were like we've got the numbers here we're going to win and they remember there was that scene, it was, I think very first season, maybe sixth or seventh episode, where he gets stuck in traffic 
And yeah. so he's dialing into the meeting and um, they're all voting on whether – it's a vote of no confidence as in whether Logan is fit to still be CEO. And it gets to Roman and Logan just looks at him and says, you better be smelling your fucking armpit hairs, Romulus. Yeah. When he's got his and, – and it's – and then he just he – just, he's been a central figure in this – planning this coup and the minute he gets the chance to – kind of you know impress his dad or not impress his dad but he's it's almost like Stockholm syndrome you know obviously we all probably had our own theories going into this has what has happened in this episode changed your thoughts on who might be the front runner or do you think it's too early still at this stage oh what you mean to to kind of take to like to either take over Waystar Royco or be or get the better of Logan well I think that uh poor young Gregory has um not done himself any favours in episode two, especially after the uh, capacious bag gate. <laughs> He's uh, like, it might be the funniest fuck off in the history of succession when he's talking to Logan about the, the sog factor of leftover pizza. And like, as opposed to like, Logan normally gives these huge, you know, really dramatic fuck offs. And it's just this withering, like, Greg, fuck off. <laughs> Really and he just hurries out, doesn't he? It like, just really um, made me laugh the way he's like, Greg, fuck off. Um, and then obviously he did the thing with Kerry where he was supposed to <laughs> kind of uh, let the air out of her ambitions to be a news anchor and just completely and utterly ballsed it up. And I think Greg was, you know, Greg was close to Golden Boy at the start of the season, but now he's really in trouble. As is Tom, because Tom kind of manoeuvred himself into being Logan's number two. But what he was not banking on that was Logan was going to retain ATN. And so then he's going to have to spend every day of his life being micromanaged by Logan. <laughs> Liz, did your opinion change on any of the characters? Or? Big time with Kendall. I was really disappointed in him for not talking to his siblings about the phone call that he had with Matson Because I have such a soft spot for Kendall. I think he's super endearing even though he's messed up even with the buddhist quotes even with the buddhist quotes or what did <laughs> he like say water. be like water yeah the way he's always i don't know i i just adore him and then he when he you know when he's in the tin and he's smiling to himself and deciding not to tell his siblings and he wants the gojo deal to implode i just thought oh my god he's been out for himself from the beginning it's not it's just him and waste our Roko and his dad and it's this kind of obsession that's devouring him so yeah I was really surprised Let's go to the ads Stay there to hear Martin Robinson, Elizabeth Gregory and Hamish McBain and some of their favourite quotes of the episode Even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Does anyone have a standout quote that was their favourite of this oh, one? Oh, my, my favourite by a long way. The one that I actually fell about laughing to was, was sort of wandering around the newsroom and Greg says to Tom, it's like Jaws if everybody in Jaws worked for Jaws. <laughs> yeah, that was my favourite as well. Definitely a contender. Anyone else got any contenders for best quote of the week? Um, just the one immediately preceding that as well. It's like if Santa Claus was a hitman. <laughs> I mean, Greg, the Jaws one beats it, but that was pretty good. Greg still gets all the best lines, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I liked, I liked it when Tom um, was speaking to Greg and he said, this is like Israel-Palestine, but much more important. Yeah. Which is, what, did, what was it? Have you got the full quote? Yeah, it was like Israel and Palestine, Greg, but harder and much more important. <laughs> yeah. Was, do you think the karaoke scene with Connor was probably the standout moment of this episode then or...? Um, I th- I think it was, yeah. And he talked about you know when you when no one loves you in a family, and oh, it was it was heartbreaking and completely true. You know that was the that was the worst thing. That actually in that entire conversation, Logan is not really interested in what he has to say. And even at the end where Logan has got um, Roman on his side, Roman's like, but it's Connor's wedding tomorrow. And he's like, well, no, you need to come with me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not only does Roman not care, I mean, his dad doesn't give a shit about his wedding. There was also a little bit, about there was also a little bit of a reveal about Connor's story where they, it was a kind of blink and you miss it moment, but they talked about when he was, you know, going through the litany of of Logan's nasty things that he's done. There was a line about, oh, he put Connor's mum into like some kind of asylum or whatever. So, so that's the first time you've kind of heard about how, how Connor fits into the, the picture of Logan's family. So clearly it was an earlier, you know, it was an earlier relationship and when he was probably very young. But the idea that he had, uh, Connor's mother committed or something along those lines is just really, you know, you can see, why he he does he he just doesn't have that kind of same connection that with the other guys. I liked uh, Tom and Greg together just because everything they do together is perfect, and uh, they're back and forth as Tom was trying to get Greg to persuade Kerry to kind of step back. It was pretty amazing. So that was my favorite. Well, I actually read I reread an, in that interview with Jesse Armstrong, where he talks about why he's ending the show. And there's a little bit that I didn't really notice before. He did say he would potentially be interested in kind of expanding the succession universe. And I think we all know what the obvious spin-off uh, show would be, don't we? It would be Better Call Tom and Greg. <laughs> Better Call the Disgusting Brothers. Succession is available to watch in the UK on Sky Atlantic and now. And that's it from this episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more Succession Insight. The Leader Podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.